0: It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450TheSportsBuzz.com.
1: Is going to stop by here in just a moment to talk to us about that. We're going to keep uh, keep you in the. We're going to keep you in, this, in the clouds as to who he's picking for the Stephen Foster, which is a big race they got going on here today or tomorrow, I should say. Um We've got we've got a lot of news to talk about. The station. I'm I'm sitting here with with my associate, which it seems like it's few and far between nowadays that we get to work together. We work together, and then we have what two weeks, and then we we our paths cross again in this this 1450 mix that we got going on here. So that's
2: true, but we did just see each other each, each other on Monday. We
1: did. We had a oh. we had a, we, had a, we had a huge huge meeting and a huge meeting went and we also parted a little bit on Monday. Um, pleased to announce that we've got a new new friend to the 1450 broadcast. Uh, crew, we've got. We're going to have from nine o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in, in the afternoon. We're going to have the best that the area has to offer. It's that simple. The best. The place to be is fourteen fifty. You Want to tune in there? Because from nine to twelve, we got the Dan Patrick, and then from the twelve noon hour till three o'clock in the afternoon, we've got. We've just uh, announced that we've got Jim Rome is going to be taking over. Are you excited about this, buddy?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think there are any two bigger names in sports talk radio than. Dan Patrick and Jim Rome.
1: I, uh... when I was first told about this, I got so excited. I got so excited uh... that we had the opportunity to work in the same capacity as uh, national icons, national icons. So it's a very exciting time. That starts on Monday. Uh, this is the first airing of the Jim Rome show. So we're going to have, a, like I said, starting Monday, we'll have from nine to twelve. We'll have the Dan Patrick show. 12 to 3 we'll have Jim Rome and then we'll have the afternoon drive we will be going throughout the 3 to 5 time slot, some combination of it. And then we're going to have, uh, of course, the Cardinal Connect uh, with Nick Coffey and and all the other local programs are going to be going on too. So it's going to be a very exciting time here at 1450 and 1450, the Sports Buzz. I'd um, like to see the Darren Rogers is working his way down here towards us. We're going to have him on here in just a second. Uh, before we do, we want you to know that a lot of this is, is brought to you by Chad Allen Hennessy. And uh, especially the digital apps, which you know, if you can't get in your car, you can't listen to it in the car. You want to upload uh, either the smartphone app or your Android device. You that's want to right. Put yeah. It on there. H- how do they do that if they want to try to do that? So
2: they can go to the iTunes App Store or the Android Market, download the 1450 Sports Buzz app, listen in crystal clear digital quality.
1: And that's 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 how you do it. Because with this new information, you know, you want to access you want to access the 1450 Sports Buzz anytime you want it in your car. If you want to get there, that's the way to do it. Uh, and we also, if you can stream it live on your laptop, if you're someplace where you can't or you're not supposed to be doing it. So um, as I said before, we uh, we have a busy, busy weekend here at Churchill Downs. Um, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Of course, the Stephen Foster handicap is a Saturday night. Tonight we have another installment, which is always fun, of the Friday night racing out here at Churchill Downs. They do a a 1245, uh, or 245, pardon me, post on the uh, Fridays, which is real nice. They get a they get a nice food cart and beverage and all this stuff. Uh, but uh, I want to welcome my guest here uh, with us in the actual in, in the house, uh, Mr. Darren Rogers, who's a signature player here on the uh, Churchill Downs grounds to take care of all these things we're talking about. So, how you doing today, buddy? Doing great. How you doing? Oh, uh, fantastic. Happy, Happy
0: Stephen Foster uh, weekend.
1: I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's not no better time than that. Besides Derby, it's the best weekend of the year for it, you guys, isn't it?
0: It really is. The you know you can't beat the uh, racing of Derby Week, but uh, uh Saturday night's card is actually gonna challenge that because uh we have more than one point two million dollars in prize money up for grabs Excellent. headlined by the five hundred thousand dollar Stephen Foster handicap and this is something we did a year ago. You know, uh this is the fifth year now, believe it or not, for Downs after dark night racing where we have the select uh you know uh you know, usually it's about three or four nights uh during the spring meet that we will do this. Keep it unique. Keep it special. People always ask, why don't you do it more? It's so much fun. But uh, we want to keep it special. Uh, A year ago, we went and uh, uh, added uh, uh, some of the high-profile racing by moving this event to Saturdays. And it was a great success. So, you know, we're going to have the unique entertainment. Tomorrow night's the white party. We encourage everybody that's coming on hand.
1: You got your uh, you got your duds I do have my duds I, I actually
0: I actually have yeah. I'll be breaking out the uh the white golf pants with the white Nike golf belt
1: and I've been told that khaki is okay for white for men.
0: It khaki's fine. So look, khaki, look That's like how I rolled out. Yeah, though, that's yeah. how you roll, but you know, <laughs> yeah, would, would Rick Pitino say wear no, a khaki no. suit when it's the white out on the no. floor of the card? We're Come talking on. about a guy that got a uh, tattoo across his shoulder by there so yeah. But uh, It'll uh, be we you don't know,
1: Darren Rogers. Uh, when we do these events, he doesn't he doesn't skimp out. Doesn't,
0: oh no! Uh, you do, if you're going to do it. team uh, player, that's right? That's what I'm saying. Team, team player. player. In fact, uh, I went on the uh, WDRB Fox 41 this morning, sporting uh, some of the uh, the white pants. By the way, so those got a special sneak preview. And then uh, in addition to that, wore the. Uh, the, the white plastic uh, blinky uh, sunglasses, oh, oh, the hip-hop <laughs> sunglasses that are, uh, I guess they are going to be given away in the plaza. So, oh, yeah, I'll do just about anything for I the track.
1: It. I love it. I've, I've been to several of the Saturday events. For those of you don't know, it's a later post-time. It's, uh, it's, the gate's open at 6?
0: No, it gate's was? open at 4 o'clock, oh, and the right. first of 11 races is at 6 right. o'clock, and it goes until 11.10, and the party will continue in the uh, paddock and plaza area uh... until eleven thirty so yeah. it's it's an all-night affair it certainly is a good uh, is a good event
1: you started doing that just relatively recently a couple yeah, years, five, five years ago five years by ago 2009 ahead.
0: was the first year that we did it we put up temporary lights uh... and it was uh... uh so uh, positively uh... received by the by the kentucky Anna a region that you know, we invested four million dollars to install those permanent lights. That's and uh, changes, isn't it? Just oh <laughs> well, the, well, the minute the minute you started doing that, everybody started asking the question: How long before we have a prime time derby? And that's that's not in the cards. It's not you, in the plans. Yeah, mess
1: with that. It's uh, the one thing that doesn't get. Messed well,
0: up. we never say never. I will say that. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we but it's. I'm just telling you, yeah. it's it's absolutely not in the plans any time. Well,
1: yet. and it doesn't have to be because the derby is a derby, you know.
0: Well, the mean, derby's run at six thirty yeah, anyway, yeah, right now. Exactly. It's so you better. know, in order to go into primetime, you could bump it back another hour, uh, but but it's still going to be a majority of a daytime event. But again, yeah. no plans to do that.
1: Right. Well, and Derby makes it prime time.
0: Derby is, it's prime it's prime time, time, prime man. is prime time. is
1: prime time. we get
0: 15 million viewers annually on uh, NBC Sports, so it's so, it's working well.
1: And in, in terms of years past and, and this year, how how do you feel that the Derby went this year?
0: Oh, Derby was uh, outstanding. Uh, you know, obviously we were you know uh, challenged by the weather on Derby Day, but. Uh, Amazingly, you know, the wagering handle of, of Oaks and Derby was flat with a year ago, yeah. um, and and Oaks Day was spectacular. Derby Day was, you know, softer because of the the weather. The weather. Yeah. It was just a miserable, you know, dreary day. you y you, you know, all of us around here at Churchill, yeah. you know, we 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 live. For the derby, and right, we are pro- we are already in planning meetings for next year's exactly. derby. We work you on it year round. No, you
1: take a couple days off. Well, you
0: no, know, we, we don't do it the next day. I can tell <laughs> <say> you <laughs> that. that, 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 that <laughs> what I mean is, you take yeah. a few
1: days off and then get are back. Yeah, actually. but
0: and, uh, so so it was. You know, it's it's disappointing when it comes up. You know, a little wet, and you can't help but think, what would it be like? If we had two days of perfect, you know, 75 and, and, and sunny degree uh, weather, which we are going to have tomorrow night. Yeah, tonight and, and tomorrow tonight, night. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going
1: to be a great weekend of racing. It you know?
0: is. Uh, and those that are listening, if, if they want to come out, you know, we have, we, we do the Twilight uh, Friday afternoon programs annually. We've only got a couple weeks left in the meet now. This is the, the only three Fridays left, and at yeah, 2.45, exactly. we've got the food truck Fridays. I say, and the, you,
1: we. Uh, I had one of those. Uh, you saw me out there the other day. I was noshing one of those. I think I got a real. Good food truck situation out here. The entertainment starts. So Entertainment's
0: out there. We got the fan playing usually from uh, 4 to 7. Yeah, exactly. That's when the happy hours are. They got $2 Budweiser, Bud Lights, and uh, I think $3 Stella Artois. Uh, uh, the food trucks are outstanding. I mean, yeah, the excellent. food is. I, I'm out there. They're there from 3 to 7. <laughs> and the way I plan it is I starve myself <laughs> and, and I don't eat lunch. I so I get out there at 3 yeah. and have lunch. And at about 6:59, I go out and wait in line, and I order a quick dinner. Uh, so,
1: and it's not just your average concessions either. They've got some odd.
0: Oh no, no, these are the these passes. are the food trucks that are going around town. Uh, yeah. Booty's Diner, uh, the dessert one? Uh, uh, the Louisville dessert truck is out here. Uh, there's so many good ones. They'll be out here. Usually, we have about three or four of them. And stay tuned because I think on the last Friday that's going to be a big blowout version yeah. of it. But, oh, okay. but this is just a there precursor to tomorrow because uh, uh, the weather—it sounds like it'll be 85 degrees, sunny, and uh, just a perfect night for uh, the, the the outstanding entertainment and racing action. Uh, so let's take, let's talk a little bit about this uh, racing action. Yeah, I'm talking with uh,
1: Darren Rogers. We're actually out here uh, in the media room at Churchill Downs, getting ready for a crazy, crazy, but very entertaining weekend. So. Uh, let's talk a little, Stephen Foster. Yeah, we got a uh, we got an interesting, but uh, this is a this is a huge field.
0: I mean, I, I well, don't... huge in terms of of star power. It's it's a compact field yeah. of six, okay. um, but uh, nobody should be disappointed over the six. Uh, no, yeah, not at all. Not you have you, you, got uh, uh, each one of the winners of of this race is basically a grade one winner. Uh, the only one that's not, amazingly, is the favorite, uh, successful Dan. He crossed the wire first in our Clark Handicap in 2010, but was disqualified. And he, played, yeah, he got and yeah. to third, so he, he got the grade one win taken away from him.
2: That's a beautiful horse. Oh, he's a beautiful horse. He, the, 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 the,
0: these horses, I mean, I do not know who the favorite is going to be. Successful Dan is the two-to-one favorite. You've got uh, the defending Breeders' Cup Classic winner, Fort Larned, who's trying to get back on track, and I believe he will. And then you also have Take Charge Indy, who was a six-like winner of the Alley Sheba on Oaks Day. I think any one of those three could be your favorite.
1: Well, we were out here the other day. I saw you uh, Fort Larned was out here schooling. and Ian had him out. He was uh, feisty, he was very feisty, feisty, which is a good thing, I think. Well, it's
0: a good thing. It, it it always depends on the horse because horse right. they're much like people. They they have each have their own distinct personalities. And Fort Larned, when you know, for 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 those trying to figure out, you know, you may know him. He was the upset winner of the Breeders' Cup Classic winner last fall at at Santa Anita. He came back at Gulfstream Park this winter and lost jockey Brian Hernandez when he stumbled at the start.
2: I saw that. But he
0: ran around the track, you know, without a jockey, and he blazed. I mean, it would have been a track record by uh, by a mile. And so uh, that obviously was very disappointing. Uh, The good news is the horse came back safe. They then took him to Oaklawn Park for the Oaklawn Handicap, where he was bet down to the odds-on favorite. And he finished a very dull fifth. But to your point, mm-hmm. Ian Wilkes was telling me that this horse wasn't himself at Oaklawn. He was very dull. He never right. had that energy level. He wasn't nipping at his groom. He wasn't He's biting or anything biting. like that. Mm-hmm. And he was just very dull. When we saw him school yeah. in the paddock the other day, he was dragging Ian Wilkes around. I Ian had to have. I mean, I was. I was ready to get him a bucket of water, <laughs> but not the horse, the trainer. Yeah. Afterwards, and uh, you know, he's taking several bites of his groom, and he was saying, "That's a good sign. That, yeah. the, that's the that's the 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 horse that we know." And so, I think that's a very positive indi- indication. Yeah, and
1: that's kind of what I felt too when I was out there watching him. It just it just seemed like that was he. he was in his comfort zone. You know? But but
0: but it could also work to the other way though. Mm-hmm. If there's a horse that's always calm in right. calm demeanor and is all of a sudden showing that feistiness. That might be the indication that they're not themselves. Yeah, so true. it always depends on the personality of, the, of of the horse.
1: And what about Ron the Greek? Is well, not the, the defender. Yeah, yeah I know that. How, how do
0: you how, do you, how do you how do you how do you talk about this field where I talk about favoritism? And then you have Bill Mott, the Hall of Fame trainer, mm-hmm. who's Churchill Downs' all-time leading you know uh, trainer in, in races won and stakes wins.
1: Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! By all a mile, time.
0: all time, by oh, a wow. mile, uh, never... six hundred and seventy-six uh, career wins wow, here at I'm Churchill Downs.
1: Would have never
0: guessed. It. Uh, but Ron the Greek, uh, you know, he won the race a year ago. He had a a dynamite win in the earlier this year in the Sunshine Millions Classic. Uh, but that was in the swap, and he and he won by a pole. Um... You know, he's looking to rebound here. I think he's a good horse. And then you have, we haven't even talked about Golden Ticket, who's breaking from the rail under Joel Rosario. He can ride up. He can ride just a little bit. He'll be back. (laughs) He'll be back at the race, uh, what is it, race four tomorrow night. Shug McGahee and Joel Rosario will be here to collect their engraved Kentucky Derby trophies from uh, Orb's victory. So that will be a special ceremony, always a great part of Foster Night. Now, is that upstairs? No, no, that's in the Trackside Winner's Circle. Oh, it's a gotcha. big cool. ceremony so all the fans can see it. Perfect. and uh, It'll be great. But uh, Joel, of course, is a top rider, so he's riding each of the stakes races. And golden ticket for Ken McPeak, uh, he won the Travers a year ago. And then Pool Play, who will probably be the longest shot in the field, he uh, sprung a giant upset in this race two years ago. So I mean, this is a this is an outstanding cast of six, and quite honestly, I'm torn. Uh, you know, between Take Charge Indy, successful Dan, and Fort Larned, I, I would not be surprised if any one of the three won because those are three of America's best older horses, and they're very tough to separate. So you have twenty dollars
1: and you have only one more wager that you can make and so on that race you have to put twenty dollars to win on a horse, you have to do it. Which one are you going with?
0: It's always going to be when I am torn between three horses, whoever is the longest price. Because you always want to get value. I love it. That's, that's there,
3: I, I wish I could soon. give I no. wish
0: I could give you the a direct answer no, that's but, perfect. but that's, that's who that I would. Is play. The answer.
1: That is the answer. Same thing with a multiple race bet. If you if you can't have a single somewhere, you know, I don't feel you should play the bet. Yeah. Same type of mentality, but yeah. In that case, uh, the three that you mentioned, which one do you think will be the longest price? Ooh, that's a good
0: question. I, I actually think I, make... I think it could be Fort Larnett. Uh, August, he's, he's he's amazingly, old. the Breeders' Cup Classic winner. I think he could be, but they're not going to be that
2: large. Yeah. I mean,
0: you're talking five to two to three to one in, in that race. Successful Dan. I think I think Pataglia, Mike Pataglia, our odds maker, has the right favorite. I,
1: successful.
0: I, successful Dan is. Uh, he's he's the older brother of Wise Dan. He's only he's been battling suspensory problems. Yeah. Speaking with Charlie Lapresti over the years, he always felt that successful Dan might even be a better horse than Wise Dan. I, I did hear that. And, and, and you know, he's battled these injuries. He's, uh, he's uh, I believe, a 7-year-old gelding now, but he's only raced 12 times. Yeah. He's won 8 of the 12. He had an easy comeback win uh, at Keeneland last time out, oh. dawdling pace uh, right on the front end. Amazingly, uh, Lapresti said uh, he thought the horse uh, needed the race. So if that's the case, he's going to take a giant step forward, Julian wow. Le Peru comes back to Kentucky after you know he's based in California now he'll be riding and uh and that was that was a couple months ago that the the successful band yeah it was, it was closing the, weekend at course, yeah, uh was at, was at, at that was that
1: was pretty like you said the pace was you know
0: it, it, it was, was a real slow pace yeah, i mean the, it set up for him nicely yeah, and all that yeah, but yeah. it was a perfect comeback race yeah, i mean
1: exactly you yeah. know
0: it, it's it's gonna be a very intriguing race uh I, I I really don't know who's going to win. Now then you go to the Fleur de Lee handicap which kicks off the Stakes Parade. There's four Now if I'm not, i did I hear right like, there's four? We've God. got five, we got five got... Stakes races. We've got four wow. uh four for the thoroughbreds and then of course we have uh the very rare uh uh race for Arabians. Oh, you you race, Arabians, yeah, the Arabians, Arabian Arabians Jockey Club is putting up $100,000 uh, Wow. we're going to race the a grade one uh, race uh, for the United Arab Emirates. Uh, and and it's going to be a, a decent race. But the Florida Lee kickstarts that stakes parade, and Royal Delta, who is the, the two-time defending Breeders' Cup Ladies Classic winner, yeah, is a free square in there. That's a field of five. Little disappointing on that field of who, five. Who's,
1: who trains Royal Delta?
0: That's Delma. <laughs> yeah, Ma exactly. right. has her, and in the race before that, I think it's race five. There's a maiden race. Yeah. The horse is on the also-eligible list. He's number 13. Uh-oh. His name is Mr. Royal. We're getting in. He's a first-time starter, and he was purchased for $4.2 million. So, obviously, this horse is well meant. <laughs> the horse was put on the plane with Ron the Greek and Royal Delta. Oh, man. They shipped here for the maiden race. He's going to need a scratch to get in, but I think that'll happen. Uh, but that might be a little horse to watch. But uh, but Royal Delta, the, 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 she she is uh, the easiest of favorites, I think, uh, among the sequence. And the circle, other two circle that as a single through the sequence. I don't see anybody beating her. That's I think she I mean, could. I think she could even regress single her and put a bunch around there, and maybe get a price. I mean, Wine Princess for Steve Margolis, <laughs> excuse me, is a very nice horse uh, on the improve. Uh, Funny proposition, had a great race uh, for Martin Cassie last time out, but Royal Delta is in a whole different league. She faltered in Dubai for the second consecutive year. She just despises the uh, synthetic surface over there. Uh, She did it a year ago. They gave her some time off. She came back in the Florida League, and all she did was win by eight lengths. The field a year ago was much better uh, than this field was. So uh, I I think she's an easy winner. Then you also have the Matt Wynn which is for three-year-olds going to Mile 16th, and then the regret for uh, three-year-old Phillies going to mile 8th on the turf. And those are very competitive races. That
1: is, that's exciting. It's going to be an exciting. Day. And, and, you know, like, I was looking at the card for tonight's races, which I'm going to mm-hmm. handicap here before I finish today. Uh, we've got good racing tonight, too. And the weather, like you said, the weather's going to be perfect. Again, I'm talking with Darren Rogers out here at Churchill Downs. There's no reason not to get out here this weekend. This is the weekend to come out, man. No,
0: in fact, there's only, like I said, closing day is going to be uh, Sunday, uh, June the 30th. Tomorrow night's night racing is the first of three in a row for the Downs After Dark, presented by uh, Stella Artois and Finlandia Vodka. Uh, The theme tomorrow night is the white party, wear all white wardrobe, the following Saturday night on June the twenty ninth is Boots Brew and Barbecue. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. So too. get your yeah, yeah, get out your you know your 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 cowboy boots, get your pearl okay. snap suit. <laughs> uh, I'm,
1: I'm, a, I'm already sporting them. <laughs> I'm already i have already got
0: them on right now. Oh, you. And then uh, yeah. on uh, closing weekend, the last one on uh, Saturday June twenty ninth is Star Spangled Night.
1: Yeah, uh, to so wear
0: red, white, and blue and uh, kickstart uh, you know a long holiday weekend.
1: That's perfect. Again, I'm talking with Darren Rogers. It's going to be a great weekend out here. Thanks for stopping by and talking to me. I, call, I saw uh, the other day. I saw you posted a little video of uh, some diving.
0: Oh yeah, my son. You, got, you
1: got an expert diver. I saw you <laughs> oh, my, my son,
0: my son. Let me just tell you something. If you're still doing this show, what is he's seven. If you're still doing this show in you know seven eight years, <laughs> I think you will be having him on as a guest. I, I'm obviously a very proud dad, but I'm blessed with a. Uh, a seven-year-old son who is a remarkable athlete. That's he plays. He he, he he he's an excellent diver. He won uh, the 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 city the Louisville Swim and Dive Association yeah. six and under uh, dive championship last year. Yeah. He had to step up to the eight and under group, and he went unbeaten uh, in his uh, in his deal uh, uh, his first meet of the year on on Tuesday. And so, uh, yeah. And then, he, and then on Wednesday night, he won his uh, his uh, little league championship. So, it was a great time. So he, he's he's a very good athlete.
1: That's cool. And I, I saw that video. It's pretty good. And you got some proud parents too, by the way, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so
0: Yeah. We we tell him uh, if, if if you see the video, you got to say, you know, you clutch up, buddy, clutch up. It's all <laughs> about clutching up. I'm I, I, uh, I'm I'm doing the with, with Tiger's dad. You know, he's just trying to get him mentally ready. You yeah, know, so exactly. he's I'm trying to mentally toughen the seven year old. That's
1: perfect. So yeah. Yeah. anyway, so anyway, this is Darren Rogers. Thanks again, buddy, for everything you you helped me out to have access here. To you got a facility. Nice talking to Good you. Good luck, Cash. Enjoy take it, it. it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's, enjoy your weekend, Okay. Friend. Thanks. Thank man. you, buddy. We're gonna take a quick break here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. 1415 The Sports Uh, Here we are back at Churchill Downs. We're in the media center. We're doing a Friday broadcast. they got their 245 uh, post on Fridays, as they always do. We just were talking with Darren Rogers, who's kind of one of the big dogs out here. Um, Speaking of big dogs, we've got another guest that's uh, been gracious enough to stop by and chat with us. This is Ron Moquette. How you doing, buddy? It's great. Thanks for having me. Oh no, my pleasure. So uh, we just uh, we got people coming and going today because it's a big weekend here at Churchill Downs. It's a Stephen Foster handicap. We've got a big weekend at the station. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Ron. I are mean, we are we on the backside to start the day off today. Is that yeah. the normal start of the day. Yeah, we uh, we get to the barn pretty early and we start off. We our morning starts about three forty-five here. The three, three, back side of, three, side of Churchill down. 345, DJ, I wasn't even up at 345. I was actually still maybe up.
2: Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I'm
1: not so. maybe. Yeah. 345, huh? Yeah. All right. So, and uh, what you, you uh, what, what's the barn number for you out here at Churchill? Well, I'm actually in the Baffert and I share a barn. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Baffert. That's, nice. that's all I tell people is, like, they say, what barn number? I'm, I'm with Baffert. Okay. I yeah, so <laughs> you know exactly where it's at. Yeah, so does, does that mean you have more horses than he does here? Or does it, yeah, I... Here I do, but not overall. I think he's outnumbered me by about 300. So I, I got some statistics to throw at you about Mr. Ron McQuett. Okay. Um, am I right? Saying that right? Am I McQuett, saying that? Right? Yeah. yeah whatever it. I answer. That. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we've got uh, now. This is a little bit. This is probably a few weeks old, I would say, but it's got you at almost 4,000 starts. Yeah. Does that sound about right. Yeah, good lord, I'm older than I look. Well, <laughs> so we both, but we, we both are. I hope that's good though. It's better, yeah. better that way than the other that's way. Right. You know what that's I'm right. saying? Yeah. That's, yeah, I'll tell you. Um, so from those nearly four thousand, you've got this is crazy how close these wind, place, and show is for you. You have four twenty seven, four seventy six, and four seventy five for wind, place, and show. That's pretty consistent. We are we an are ROI kind of group. Right? ROI. Return on investment. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We I like, like a return on investment. That's right. We like to, I tell everyone, just bet it's across the board and we're going to be somewhere. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. So um, so you I saw today, we'll, we'll talk today and then we'll see what's got you to this point. Okay. Now, today you have two in, if I'm not mistaken, you have uh, in the 10th and the 11th. In the 10th race, you have uh, right to vote. Tell me a little bit about this horse right to vote i'm, I'm kind of my if if i have a a niche on a, on a, a reputation kind of taking other people's problem child and trying to,
3: to with them. Well, horse, I, don't know,
1: I, I, I do more more uh loud talking than whispering but what i do <laughs> i just try to get in with and maybe some of them are are uh just happier being in a smaller environment with less horses and, oh, okay. and whatever. and i just try to you know, tweak a few things here or there, change equipment, change it don't always work but sometimes and this is one of those projects.
2: This is and, a project
1: horse uh, here, at right to vote? Yeah, we bought him off of a very uh, a very good horseman, a very good owner and uh and I started tweaking around and fiddling around and we're trying to you know, this is a race that with a big purse Yeah, I to dollars yeah, this okay. is school for him. He's uh my job with him is to teach him to relax today and if that means we win a race then great i want to win but i want to protect this horse for a long time and by training him to relax and and finish strong. So maybe you know, next time you round. maybe t- next time you stretch him out a little further. Yeah, until I can get him to relax going short, I won't be able to stretch him out because he's got so much natural point. speed. He'll go on to the front, and and I need him uh, sitting third or fourth, and that way he's not always depending, you know, he's Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point. So and this is again I'm talking with Ronald Uh, Moquette. uh So but this is the third time out for him yeah. with you. was yeah. in uh, Owen Hardy? before you, and yeah. this is the third time out, and he wins the last time in 62, the national yep, and clamber, I was so very proud of him. He took him. A, a great step up, and uh, he relaxed well, and he finished the race, and that's something he hadn't been doing. And uh, so we come back, and we said, you know, everybody wanted us to do this stake or that stake and I said, man, we're not ready. Let's try another... Let's try to do what we did last time and do it against better horses, and then we'll try something. Well, since he's in for an optional claiming tag, which you choose not to do, no. uh, he's not for sale. So, it's, uh, it, it, what's your thoughts on that? It's kind of equivalent to like a $60,000 allowance race. It's kind of the same, yeah. the same ball. You know, it's funny. It's whoever enters in a race is what kind of exactly. race it is. The and the race, you sure. look at this race here today, and you've got horses, you know, mine included, that are graded stakes placed.
2: Yeah, this exactly. is going allow
1: this race. Right, this is a feature race, and it's a Grade Three caliber type of race. Type of race on any card. I've seen card. Uh, sure. One. Yeah. Yeah. Good this, morning, Divas a nice horse. These are. These are high-quality horses. You can run this race five times and have five different outcomes. Exactly. And that's an interesting point, too. But there's a, you know, there's something, you know, I I was trying to get an easier spot and didn't want to go to the stake, and it looked like everybody else did, too. So we're all in the same boat. So everybody's thinking on the same boat. Yeah. But, again, like you said, this isn't necessarily just about winning this race. No, no. You can go further. This is for future reference. I tell everyone, you know, first off, I'm a fan. I'm a horse lover and a fan. And I tell my owners, you know, this this isn't a, a mar- you know this isn't a sprint, it's a marathon. Right, exactly. When we buy a horse, we don't tally up how we did. Until, Immediately. Until the horse has has matured into what we want him to be, or or you know we don't we don't figure out one race. Exactly. I'm that. not a win percentage guy. I could care less if I'm 30% or 10%. As long as my money's got or my owner's got money in the bank, I'm good. Right, as long as you're making, as long as you're paying that's for right. feed and vet. I, I want those, those guys. To, I want those guys to make a profit, and not me claim one for thirty and win for ten. And, and while we're doing that, do you have a couple particular owners that are that have been? Stru- Shoot you, I've got you know mentioned Lee Didier, uh of BJD Thoroughbreds. You know, Fred edict has been with me for about fifteen years. Uh, Ted Bowman, I won the Stephen Foster for. There you go. And, and one thing on about that big price we just talked about. That's right. It that, was uh, ninety-one to one. We just looked yeah, up on Seek Gold. That's I used Dwayne Lucas's method. That he said he, he said he's uh he's made it to the Hall of Fame by winning races they never should have been in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. That's
1: perfect. So, uh, that, well, that's an interesting t- outlook on the on the t- in the tenth race, right to so, vote. Uh, Ronald Mcquet McQuet has got one up there, and then this is the one I really like because I used it in part of my sequence in the eleventh, the maiden race. This is the low level maidens. Yeah, here's a little inside scoop on this horse here. Yeah, I. Last time, this is how things work. You know, you always you hear everybody after they've won a race or whatever, they or the big guys will say, Well, I told the, the rider just to get a safe trip. I don't tell them what to do. Well, on this situation, I actually told Mr. Garcia, who is a great rider, nothing against him, but, you know, Michael Jordan never made every shot, and uh, Troy Eggman threw interceptions. Sure. I mean, you're speaking of the, the last race. Yeah. Okay. I said, For cash, cash, I don't care where we're at as long as we're not in the top four early. I, like, I found out that she finishes stronger and she's happier watching the race and, and coming down coming the track. And, yeah. and we go off as of the first or second choice. I can't remember. Uh, it's probably second yeah. choice, it looks like. And I said, they're going to be going fast. So, uh, you know, let those guys go, and we'll come get them late. And I look up, and in Mark Johnson's accent, I'm hearing, you know, cash cow is 21-4, and, and and we're on the lead. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's, I come, not, that's not yeah, back there. That wasn't a part of the plan. Yeah, it's we he, then then he just got headed and then just yeah just, it took him out of his game plan. It looked like so hung on for third and you know. But I expected to win that day. I was I wasn't upset at the rider or the horse. I was upset at the situation that that come up. There you go. It's tough to you know you can't you can't complain about that. That's for sure. So, but we've got a couple nice horses in there dropping down. We have got Brad Cox. That uh, is the low level here at Churchill, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe it is. 10. But you know that's the thing is there were several horses in there that's never run for less than thirty. Yeah. So I mean, when you're a church, down, people want to win here. Yeah, that's for sure. And there's some people that just will drop them as far as they need to drop them to win. It doesn't uh, matter whether they lose the horse or not. Yeah. They got big deep pockets. Buy, they buy wins. Exactly. If that's what you want to do. Let's do it. We don't need to mention any names, but that's not that's not how that's not how Ramo qu- does it, right? No, no. Well, yeah. I mean, I trust me. I I love winning. Man. Yeah, it sure. Took, but that's not where I'm at yet. So where do you watch the races from, buddy? You watch you got go you a go spot, you got a hide? Yeah, I go everywhere. Wherever yeah. there's not someone around. I uh you don't like people in your ear? No, that's my that's I don't like even when I got a big ticket and I don't train, you, you know? know. Yeah, that's, that's that's I've stood there before and we we had a filly that won a hundred thousand dollar stake when she broke her maiden at uh at Ellis Park whenever I was a kid. When I started first started training and uh, there's a guy standing beside me, and, and the fans deserve to root, and I want them to, but they're standing right beside me, and we take the lead, and, and he starts, who is this? What is this? And then he does this, fold, <laughs> fold, get tired, stop, stop, and screaming, I'm sitting there looking at him thinking, we're about to win a $100,000 race, and he's got $5 to win on the whole. Yeah, yeah, well, I know, I know. It yeah, drives you crazy, man. You just want to be like, look, dude, just, yeah, that's what I would do. I'd, I'd I'd find a spot somewhere around here. I mean, when you getting the big. So speaking of big races, which would you say is the, the, the biggest? Was it the Stephen Foster on the big price? Oh, Stephen Foster's the biggest race I've ever won. Yeah. I mean, this is is at the time it's the biggest race for a uh, on non-breeders' cup years the biggest race for uh, anything over a four-year-old or a three-year-old. Here. Yeah, older horses. And it's it it was huge for us. It was it helped me out a lot. And, and I, this is by far the biggest race now. Some of the more I've had special wins at Oakland and Saratoga and Keeneland and stakes races everywhere, and and but this is the biggest one. Can you put a picture? Can you can you put a finger on the one time that you were the most excited watching a horse come down the stretch that you were just like you know goosebumps, um, goosebumps, and tears and whatever else you know. Maybe Gentleman's bet. Right. Yeah, uh, that's a good horse. Uh, uh, you know, I'd say either that or uh, the Philly Asher winning the. Uh, Win the Passiana at the Oakland. That was a a huge win for her. Now, did she come from off that day? Or no, she... she she goes to the front, and every time she runs, she goes to the front. And they, you know, if you go, if you outrun her, you're gonna have to just beat her. More exciting win for you, a horse that you get on the front end to win it, or more exciting Man. Come, come from off the pace and catch it, catch him at the nose. Oh, I am I am, <laughs> I am
2: so don't care. Just win. yeah, just a win
1: either just way. Win. So, I just I always have loved those clothes and race horses, but I've lost a lot of money. The, the wrong so you, pace, the wrong pace, and it just didn't quite get there. But you know, you look at it, it's like that horse is the one. Yeah. And, oh, shoot. You know, yeah. it just went this, it's just like golf or any of these fine tuned sports. I mean, it's just a matter of inches, you know. It's, it's just funny. It's like with, uh, a, a, I'm a huge fan of a, one of our pony horses here, a yeah. run named Chindy. He's yeah. a closing sprinter, and if they went 21 and 3, I don't care how far back he was. I started walking to the window. <laughs> so, but if they yeah. go twenty-two flat, I'm like, oh, he's not going to get there. There's no way. Fast That's I just, a lot of people don't realize that. How yeah. the quicker they go up front, the, the better it is for people pacing. it's right. It's, it's a weird. It's a weird thing though to kind of think about it. But uh, certainly is a, a valid point. So, and uh, you live in this area? Are You local? Now? Well, from whenever the meets at. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I do, but uh, we live mainly from. I'm from Fort Smith, Arkansas. We live in. Uh, in the Greenwood Portsmouth area, and then I have the home in Hot Springs there because I'm five months a year there. So yeah, and Hot Springs, you got you have more more horses down there than you do up here. Or? I have more uh, I have more horses usually there, just because it's it's harder to get uh, the allotment of stalls here because it's such a popular meat. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's condensed. And what? How about this? fat in September they added another meat, another awesome. That I good think for it, you? that's right. I, hey, I'd I'd love it. Just you know, for as long as the horsemen. You know the horse players come and support us and stuff. I'm happy to be here. I'm, I like the excitement. I want, uh, I want people to, uh, I want people to show up. And as long as they're showing up and we're putting on a good product, I'm for it. There we go. Well, we've got to get to a quick break here. On 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. I'll be right back. I'm talking with Ron Marquette, of uh, Churchill Downs in Oklahoma Park status. Now. Now. Ah, a little beastie, a little, a little uh, license to ill, which is what we're doing. We're chilling and illing out here at the media center at Churchill Downs. I'm hanging out with Ron McQuett. I finally got that right. I think was that, that. was perfect, right? That's great. Perfect. I love it. So we were just talking horse racing and everything in between. You got to, we, we didn't, I didn't get to ask you about, the, you got anything going tomorrow night? So no, I, I entered four and didn't get anything in. How's that work exactly? Like you say, you didn't get anything in. How well, did... here, the racing secretary's job is to put on a, basically a menu, a program, and he goes through there and he decides which races he wants to use for that particular day. There'll be like 22 races yeah, and, exactly that you can enter in, and then he'll choose the 10 that he wants to build a, a gambling card for. So if one of yours is not in that ten, then you're not going to get to run that day. So that's just kind of a and and it's a similar situation for if you're trying to claim a horse, correct? If how well, how's that process? If work? you claim a horse, if you you have to have every you got to understand the claiming slip is now, like you, a, chip, a check, a check. to be perfect. So your training uh, card or your training certificate that allows you or entitles you to claim horses. Yeah, so you can go you go to the to the, the office and claim a horse today if you want. Yeah, sure. Owner or trainer. As long as you had that coin that you needed to have, yeah, got to have that. <laughs> it's the first first uh, ingredient. But the uh, you uh, the what you're talking about is if there's multiple people trying to claim the same horse. Yeah. Well, then what they do is they would put a pill in there, like playing bingo, Yeah, yeah, little and they'd, piece. they'd mark your name with a with a number on the back of your card, your claim slip, and then they draw it out, and whichever number comes out wins it. Did you ever get in one of those cr- crazy fluke situations where you put a claim in for a horse, and he came out of the gate and broke down? Uh, no. Thank, thank, goodness. Goodness. Yeah, thank goodness for that. thank goodness for the horse yeah. and for my owners. But we, uh, I've been in on some big shakes. I've had a, a
0: 12-way shake at
1: Saratoga last year that I won. 12-way? Yep, and... Uh, and that's the same type when they when you say that the, the shake 12 that's, the, that's the result of the multiple well, people that want to claim. Yeah, twelve people dropped a claim on the same horse. Okay. So they put they put twelve pills in and they draw out whoever lucky number wins the wins it wins and it was a uh, it was a deal where we all all the trainers were up there and we Everyone put up a hundred dollars, so the winner also got twelve hundred or eleven $1, hundred dollars. Oh, nice, very nice. So that 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 leads into my next part of the equation. So, do you uh, do you do you bet on your own horses? Are, yeah, you, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm not the great. I, I bet, but I'm consistent. Bet the same thing all the time, which is what like thirty-three dollars across. Oh, thirty. Interesting. So you so get, I I'm gonna win or lose a hundred, and I'm gonna lose a hundred if I lose. And you I mean. got a dollar kickback, right? Yeah. It's like a <laughs> cab fare or something <laughs> towards the cab fare. Not anymore. It's not. Yeah, that's not right anymore. Right. It's, yeah, there's everything's so expensive anymore. An Eight of a gallon uh, of gas. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's uh, what kind of what kind of wheels you roll? Do you have a truck? Uh, yeah, You're of truck? course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have yeah, to have a truck, truck right? You, yeah. can't, you can't be a horseman without a truck No. Right? So that probably gets. Real good gas, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. like, a, like a little uh, Asian, one of those Asian built. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so you uh, you you said you're from Arkansas originally. Uh-huh. Where did you uh, where? Did, how old were you, and where was it when you first started uh, training horses? My first win was at a place called Blue Ribbon Downs Whoa. in Salisaw, Oklahoma. Wow. Blue Ribbon. Blue Ribbon Downs. Wow, interesting. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, it, at a mainly it's a quarter horse track. It's now Defunct, uh, but uh, anyways, uh, an Appaloosa is what I won with, and his name was Sparkling Bull. And oh, the purse, a maiden special, was one thousand dollars. Which you get 60% of it. 60%. I thought I'd never have another poor day.
2: (laughs) You thought you were were living
1: high on a horse. I I, I just got a little distracted there because we were sitting in the media room and we overlooked the paddock here, kind of, and and this is where the food trucks, they all start to roll in on Friday nights. And and we were talking about earlier that there's some things to look at out here on Churchill Downs on Fridays and Saturdays, and it's not necessarily the horses. No, there's, you know, (laughs) one thing about Kentucky and and the Midwest in general is that uh, we have some beautiful people here. And I tell people, if you want to come to the uh, come to the races on the weekends here or at Keeneland or at Saratoga, you're probably going to have to see some beautiful women. So you're going to get beautiful horses and beautiful women. Exactly. That's and the, and I'll take I'll take the I'll take the I'll take the latter because the horses I just want to see them run well. Uh, they don't have to be beautiful. So yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. And that's like you were saying, it's it's a good time to come out to Churchill Downs. It's you know we're, we're riding down to meet. There's a couple more weekends to we do the Saturday night racing. We got all that stuff going on, and there's so many things to look at. This, these food trucks are fantastic on Friday nights if you if you haven't eaten. So, oh, yeah. uh, but so and then let's let's talk. The Stephen Foster was the biggest one that you've won. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so, would you, do you think you're a specialist? You think you're better suited to uh, training fillies or colts or males? You, you know what's weird is anything that is hard to get along with. Those, the I like the challenge, and you know I like uh, horses that are. Uh, that someone else said you couldn't do something. Um, I've had horses that were ruled off that we were able to to win stakes with and and that sort of stuff. And I like that. I don't mind. You know, I always say this to my owners. I you know, like the coach said, a uh, a good coach can take yours and beat his, and then beat take your, his and beat yours. Nice. And that's what if you know that's what I want to do. And up here it's hard to do because these guys are awesome. Who, Who taught you how to train? I think it's like a, a potpourri of of being around, and my, I put mix my thing in with this. But you know, I, every day I get taught. I'm sitting up there day with, day with day Gary Hartlich, who's probably one of the best long distance conditioner first time starter guys, and I get to see Bill Mott stand on my rail. I sit next to Bob Holtis for years. Bernie Tan in big the big barn horses. with Bob
0: Baffert. Big guy. I mean, you know, like, Randy
1: Morris is there, who has the best. He, his horses always look brilliant uh, you know i'm lucky i get to be around all these people that's yeah, so it's a good it's a good thing so uh, listen continued success to you. Thank, uh, you thank you for stopping in here and talking to us at Church. absolutely anytime on the show and uh, we'll see you out and about maybe we'll sprinkle a little good luck that way if you know what i'm saying sounds good all thanks right you thanks a lot man have a nice good afternoon you. thank you we're going to take off to a quick break here on 1450 the sports buzz 1450 sportsbuzz.com you're listening to the big nasty show
0: It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450 TheSportsBuzz.com.
1: Ah, welcome back to the Big Nasty Show here on 1450 TheSportsBuzz.com. We are still out here chilling in the media center out here at Churchill Downs, myself, DJ Yates. We had Ron McQuitt was on just a minute ago. Prior to that, we had Darren Rogers. We've got another guest that's... I think I just saw him walk by. I think Mr. Jesus Castanon is going to be in here in just a second. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk about a few things. First and foremost, I wanted to mention to everybody that we have some exciting news at the station. Um, we have a new uh, a new program, but an old classic epic program coming on to the station. We have Jim Rome is going to be joining the 1450 SportsBuzz.com family. We're going to have Dan Patrick in the morning from, 12, uh, from 9 to 12, correct? Oh, 9 to noon. 12, And yep. then from noon to 3, we're going to have Jim Rome, uh, does he still go by Rome is Burning, or does he just... Uh,
2: I don't believe so. Uh, uh,
1: so it's just Jim Rome, the Jim Rome show. Right, so
2: yeah. That's
1: going to be from 9 o'clock in the morning until 3 in the afternoon, which is very exciting. Um, we have the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, which you can call in at any time. It's 384-1450, uh, and that, that's brought to you by Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. they got this service special, but I feel like you can't think of what's going on with that.
2: Yeah, you can head out to Oxmoor Ford Service to get your car work done. They'll give you free shuttle service over to the mall.
1: I'm telling you. Or if you want to sit there, you can,
2: there's you can also hang out in their, their customer lounge, free Wi-Fi, big screen TV, free wifi. business center.
1: I'm telling you. that's I tell you what, it's that's, that's, that simple. You're going to take your car to get serviced, you take it there, they'll run you over to the mall. While you're sitting there, if you want to get online, do some of your work. We do a lot of work for the show. We do it online. So, you know, why mm-hmm. not get it done yep. while you're there, while you get your car fixed? So, that's right. I've got, new, I've got a new setup. I was over there the other day, ran it through, didn't take any time at all. I actually went to the mall and got some shoes. There you go. <laughs> you know, so Multi I, I needed some shoes, so we do have one more distinct offer that I wanted to get to the folks. This is this this uh, bluegrass tour golf package. Let's let's. Would you tell me a little bit about that, if you would?
2: It's the uh, 2013 bluegrass golf tour card. Go to shop21live.com, pick that up. It's going to get you 18 holes of golf at eight fantastic courses in wow, the area.
1: Wow, wow, man! I will tell you what, eight rounds of golf. Normally, two rounds of golf will cost you a hundred bucks.
2: Oh, yeah. our darn close, More than that.
1: Especially on those courses. Oh, yeah. You know, Fuzzy's courses are
2: $75. That's right, yeah. So this
1: is one heck of a deal. Uh, how do we get this deal?
2: Yeah, you can go to shop21live.com. That's one way? Or you can call 502-964-2121.
1: Is there more to this one? Or there's more to the next one?
2: There's more to the other one.
1: Uh, we also have another Tell me about there's this one
2: The uh the, the golfer's passbook. You can head to 1450golf.com, pick up the golfer's passbook save you ten to forty dollars every time you tee it up at over 100 courses in the area. Every time. In addition to that, you're going to get a $25 restaurant.com gift card with each one of those passbooks that you buy.
1: That seems too good to be true. So, um, anyway, we're going to we got a lot of the stuff going on with uh, with the 1450 uh, thesportsbuzz.com. You can get get that stuff. That those are amazing deals, especially since it's Father's Day. What else What else do you want to do for Father's Day? You you get this this card or the, this this passbook. Either way. Even thing is a great thing for you. Um, You you can set it up. I've got a father that just stopped by to talk to us. We did track him down. Um, uh, He just stopped in to talk. We are talking about golf, and uh, that's how I sort of know this guy. Uh, This is one of the leading jocks out here at uh, Churchill Downs, one of the the baddest jockeys out here at Churchill Downs. I'm sitting with uh, Mr. Jesus Castanon. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thanks for stopping in today. We were, did you hear that golf package? I mean, are you kidding That's me? That's amazing.
0: I, I mean, you pay, you pay, you
1: got. You pay it's, it, uh, Heritage Hill is what, 65 bucks or 60 bucks? Something 60, like that? 65. You know, you get eight courses with this for $99, man. It's, it, it's can't miss. Can't really <laughs> go wrong with it. No, that. I'm telling you. Uh, Jesus Castanon here, not only does he ride horses well, but he has also got a pretty smooth golf swing. Uh, stay tuned. I'll will post more on the uh, social mm-hmm. medias for this. So, um, so you got uh
3: you got a busy day today. I see. I was looking at the card here. You got what five? Yeah, you got five live ones going today? Yeah, right about five. I mean, I mean, I haven't really go through all of them, but I know that I do have about <clears throat> three that are. Uh, that I look good, real, real good, real live horses mm-hmm. here. So, uh,
1: well, pretty much if you're up on a horse, it's live, right? Especially, if yeah. It's on, especially what's on the turf,
3: they right. call you they call
1: you the turf Casanova. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether that's the turf that's on the racetrack for the or horses golf course, or yeah. on the golf course. <laughs> but uh, this guy's got a, quite a nice golf swing. I have yet to beat him, but that's going to be changing here in the near future. I can promise you that. So, okay. so tell me a little bit about yourself,
3: First of all, where where are
1: you from originally?
3: Uh, I'm from Mexico City. Mexico City? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you're, you're, it's a long way from home. So, yeah. okay, I, when, did you, when did you realize that you were? Uh, what did you think? Maybe, maybe I could get on a racehorse or how did oh. that all? How did that all come
3: about? Well, that happened when, uh, see, my brother Antonio Castano, which he also rides in in Churchill Downs. Yeah. Um he was riding in Mexico City at uh, at the Puerto de las America. Did yeah, I begin with that? El de las Americas. This, yeah, this is a track, and, track right? Yeah. Okay. I'm not so, going to try to say that because nah. I don't think I can get that. But, uh. So anyway, so I was about 11 when my my dad used to take me to the racetrack. And uh, at first, I wasn't really too happy to be watching the races. But and then little by little, got, I kind of got into it. And um, obviously, my dad, you know, my, my dad used to train horses and do it all back then. And uh he was the he was the first person to put me on the pony, basically on a Yeah, He wasn't a pony. Yeah, and then you just you just kinda of get a yeah. feel
1: for it then? Or? Yeah,
3: I was I, at the beginning I was afraid to, to ride him but then once I, uh I, I got to that. go around once and around the track mm-hmm. I I loved the feeling. So, you know, he's just going through my head. I go man, this this thing is cool, I'm gonna do it. So and this is, how old were you when this? When I was it? eleven. Eleven. Yeah. So, so then,
1: so from there,
3: you um,
1: you just continued for a while until you get a little bit older.
3: When, yeah. How old do you have to be to ride? Well, Mexico. I was uh, well, I started galloping horses when I was twelve and started uh, riding uh, races when I was sixteen. Oh wow, yeah, sixteen. It's still it's when those when those the those horses are rolling
1: around at our top speed, it still can be a little. There's some some scary moments, isn't there?
3: Yeah, it's mm-hmm.
1: you can go through some some scary moments. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like in the, the golf ball out of the woods, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, you gotta
1: watch out with those snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so where was your
3: first race mount? Where did you first ride in a race? My first race was in Nahuacalinte, Tijuana, Mexico. Tijuana, Mexico. That was uh, back in oh man, '89. 89. That's oh wow. You can't, no way, no way you're
2: that, no way you're that no uh, I mean,
1: I mean, no yeah, yeah. old man, come on, come yeah. on, so. <laughs> so uh, and you, you were how old then? I was 16. 16,
3: so. Mm-hmm. And then you knew right away, that was it, huh? Yeah, it was it was uh, one of the best feelings ever, you know, back then. It was yeah. like, man, I really, I am uh, really doing this? It was, uh, when I first went to the jacket's room, I was like, man, it's just awesome. You know, I think yeah. everybody just not. That's a lottery. I will may not want to be one of them put it on it. Uh, again, this is Jesus yeah. Castanon uh, from out here, at
1: Churchill Downs, the media center. We're live. They, they, the first race is uh, not far away. They do a 245 post as I talked about earlier today. Uh, I want to let you know this is brought to you by Nick Steinlaw over in New Albany. Nick Steinlaw, if you, I know if you, we're going to talk to Jesus here in just a second about broken bones and stuff. But uh, if you're injured in a car accident or you need uh, you, you made some sort of a traffic violation or even Social Security, uh, give Nick Stein a call. Uh, it, it, you can contact him at NickStyleLaw.com and get all that information as well. Uh, he can get things taken care of in a timely manner. So speaking of that, uh, so how many, uh, Jesus on, how many broken bones have you, broken bones, well,
3: injuries? Have my, you... first, my first injury that I, went, that I had that was in probably like two months after I started riding, mm-hmm. um, I had a concussion. And, uh, um, I had a, Three concussions. I broke my I broke my hand last year, and I had a um, shoulder, uh, just look just located shoulder. Well last
1: year, when you broke your hand, that was prior to getting reacquainted with Shackelford, right? That stretch, yeah. was
3: not Yeah, that was uh, one the the um church down handicap here yeah. on Shackleford, and getting ready to go for the mid Mile, and
1: yeah. And yeah. so, but did you get to, you get to ride him again in the Clark in the fall? Yes,
3: which was That uh, really exciting. <laughs>
1: exciting yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit about that night. That was you know that was that had to
3: be one of the better nights that Yeah. I, I mean, he, Yeah, it was very emotional, and that was uh, to be honest, I was a little nervous.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Because you I'm know,
3: sure. getting back of uh, injury and um, be back to the, one of the best horses that I ever ride in my my life. You think the best? Yes. He's he's, yeah, he's best. He's the best. And and obviously, you know, that horse. He was one of the popular horses, and in, in in I would say in the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for know, sure. It was, those was, uh, two years, and uh, me getting back on him uh, to be one of his last races, I was like, man, you know. But I, once I get on him, I just click again, and I felt so comfortable, and I can tell that he was happy. He knew, you knew he was. Yeah. He
1: knew who you were, right? Yeah. You get so, up on him, you know. So did, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, man yeah and that that uh, the clark was was a big race there was a lot of big big players in that race that day and you um you kind of went to the lead it wasn't really a super easy lead, but you got there pretty easily and, yeah and, and then at the, at the at the stretch you had the uh, calvin Burrell was coming at you mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, uh there was two of them coming at you that day
3: it yeah. was um um down was a, up to me by the 16th yeah. And
1: then you just and you held them yeah. off. I, we
3: were out here we had the whole I got the whole
1: thing on film man. It's, it was pretty cool. Yeah. But uh that, that was uh, interesting and then afterwards you get to go upstairs and it was you know crazy. It was
3: it was until one one it was one of the exciting moments. One of the uh, best yeah. One of the best ever. I mean, just being around such a nice people and and uh, the owners and the romans, and, and the whole family. Yeah, they so a, it's a,
1: it's a great. They're, they're uh,
3: they got a lot of stuff
1: going on. And you know, Shackleford is such a such a neat horse. I saw him in the paddock a couple of times, and he was all playful and you know he's always frolicking and stuff like that. But when it's time for business, you know, oh, yeah. it's time for business. So. But uh, so you know that's Shackleford's probably your your favorite of all your mounts, and you know maybe the most money. I would say that's mm-hmm. the biggest. That's
3: the biggest. Yeah, race you yeah, won yeah. the Clark. Yeah, no, I won the Virginia's one. Oh, that's right. Which what was? That you know, was um, uh, 2011. 2011. Oh, huh? wow, the preachers. Yeah, won the won fourth in the Kentucky Derby, which you know. Ah, so that's it. That's it. yeah, yeah. How many times have you been into the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> was the only, the only, one, the only time? one time. It's coming
1: again, though, buddy. So. You know, that's right. Cool. You yeah. have an interview with me. Remember I told that's you about that right. good luck? So yeah. that's good luck. We saw you before you we went out with Pat, with uh, Shackleford. We saw you go out to the track. Yes, we did. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway, so in Quebec, ah, so uh, so you know, you ride mostly here at Churchill. You ride Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty much all of the East, Coast. Yeah. you know. You rode some way or another. You rode you rode at Delaware before and all yeah. and everything, right?
3: Delaware I was uh, I was riding in Delaware back in ninety. I want to say, ninety nine or two thousand something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Again, this is Jesus Castanon. Mm-hmm. We're talking horse racing here a little bit. So what's um, you? So what would you say? Do you have a favorite place to ride? Like as far as the track and, and the the conditions and stuff? Is there I mean, is there I mean, you can I can put you on the spot with this, you know?
3: No, yeah, I mean I like George Chisholm is pretty nice, I'm gonna say he's one of the best players that I've ever yeah. been. Um also I uh, uh no, because of that bad that bad jockey room that you guys got. Oh That's no, the, this is a tough club on the over here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. you got just send a bunch of spackers
1: out here oh, man. No, you gotta
3: it. really get get down on your billy and yeah, yeah. bit.
1: And if you got five mounts and you got three that are alive, you better better win one or two of them really. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's a good day, right? Any day you
3: gotta win is a good day, right? Yeah, definitely. So no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so So Churchill Downs you think maybe your favorite? Churchill Downs, yeah, it's one of my favorites. I would say Churchill Downs is then uh I go back. I go to Kingland. Yeah, yeah Keenan's
1: kind of th- 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 pretty nice, and they, that Keenan turf course is about as good as it gets, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, and you are considered uh turf castanon, aren't you, T- Jesus? Turf mm-hmm. castanon. You're, you're, you're. They, they actually, <laughs> you know, yeah. I've, I've made a little bit. I made some money on you before in the past with that. That's what they. Uh, that's what they call you. Huh? That's what Ron Malquette was in here. Yeah. And he said to me, he said, hey, turf. So you 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 like it better on the turf, or you like it better on the dirt?
3: Uh, I like it either way. Either way. Um, I, I feel a little more confident. I would say that a little more patience on the on the turf.
1: Is it softer on the turf? Oh, I mean, yeah. Is it an easier so
3: ride like a nicer, smoother ride, but like, yeah, it's, everything is a little uh, more tight, and uh, you have a, you gotta have a little more patience. You have to be more patient on yeah. the turf
1: because hmm. there's not as much room to maneuver. No. Is that uh, I mean?
3: Yeah, because the, we all we all try to yeah, yeah we all try to save as much ground as we can to to make that nice close, nice close. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. So. What about falling? You had to fall on the turf, or would you rather fall on, on the turf? On the turf, that, that I I want to say that that's I have had about three. Well, last year I had about three falls in the on the grass. That's when I broke my hand. Ah, well, that was that ain't no fun, right? No, <laughs> you, no. Do you know, that no. was one of the things that you know horse stumbled from the gate, and I go boom, I hit the ground, and right away I knew something oh. was wrong. You got you land on your
1: hand? Is that how you mean I don't know. I guess.
3: Well, I guess uh, you know. A horse next to me just barely came out, and you know, I I was lucky that he barely brushed me. Yeah. With the with his uh hoof. If uh, he would have stepped on me, and then uh, I don't know what would have happened.
1: Yeah, we were talking to Corey the other day, and he said that he had punctured a lung because one of the yeah. had the shoulder blade, yeah. and it, it, he said it was you know. Yeah. So uh, so what's that? And I, I I asked I asked. You all have the same question. All the jockeys ask the same question. So you are at the top of the stretch, and and you know that like there's two or three horses in front of you, but you know that underneath you, you have got the horse. Whenever you ask, it's like, w- tell me a little bit about what that what that's like.
3: Well, when you go when you go down the lane like that, and you got three or four horses in front of you, you got you got a lot of horses, and I mean you just you, you nothing really you can do. I mean you just. He's biting your tongue. He's waiting until somebody open up the hole. And hopefully, you know, you know, go through. And which you know, you got the horse to go. Now, do you?
1: Uh, do, is that when you start? Do you? Do you just give him a little kiss at that point in time, or how do you? What you? Yeah,
3: yeah. You just give him a little kiss. Come on, come on, baby, come on.
0: Yeah, that.
3: <laughs> yeah, a kind of little. Just a know, little, yeah. and then you get more serious. Yeah, you know. horses know pretty much about you know when it's time to go and you got like a tricky like a spin huh. a with the yeah. jack and
1: stick. Do you get all you
3: fancy? You know I like yeah. Ray, Ray, Rafael de when he was winning hot out here.
1: Remember a couple years yeah. ago? Yeah. he always would spin the stick when he would get close. When he knew he was clear, he would spin the stick. He
3: yeah. Almost, you know, yeah, you know you have a little fancy. Yeah, I think I think I'm with uh, <laughs> that. Like a, Yeah, I've done it before. You know, just, yeah. Especially we you know when you got that. Uh, when you got I would say when you learn. You got my best in the race and you want to win by five or whatever. Yeah, you can do a few little things with a stick yeah, or whatever. Yeah.
1: But what happens if you do that and you lose? You gotta, oh, and, you, and you got to then Oh, yeah, you got to just fight, Yeah. So, so uh, who's the, uh, who, 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 who you've been riding for the most? I know you rode a couple big courses for Romans and stuff. Or you kind of spread it out and ride for a little bit of everybody? I'll spread it
3: out, yeah. A yeah. Bit, no.
1: And who's your agent this
3: year? Uh, right now I have um, um Terminer.
1: And it's, you, have he, to do, you and him, him yeah. and Corey? Yeah. You and Corey are on the same. Yeah, you know? yeah that's cool. So then and then you just, uh, when you have to have travel or do anything like that, you just kind of leave it in their hands? And
3: well, you know, yeah. You know, he basically, uh, he gets calls from from the connection, and they can either set the travel or they can let me know mm-hmm. how I can do it or whatever, but most of the time they can do it.
1: Yeah, you uh, so tomorrow night you get to? couple bounce tomorrow night? Um
3: at Indiana town.
1: that's right. so tell me a little bit about that. You're traveling up there, there's a big race up there.
3: Yeah, there is uh three big races there and um it's only about two and a half hours drive so, you know. Yeah. It's easy drive. you yeah. take a little hill up there? You taking the family or I wanna try. Yeah. yeah. I wanna take my little my, my little my little two ba- my little babies So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I see yeah, you uh you got you got him out there with the golf club, I saw You gotta yeah. work him out, you gotta get gotta get a hit him, hit him oh, straight. Man. Yeah, I tried to get him to go. My little one, uh Isaiah. Uh, he loves sports and actually I can see that he enjoyed doing it. And and Drew, which he's spent he's more into the, the older one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more into the soccer. Ah, there you go. That's another sport that I love. Yeah, there you go. You know. There you go. So and, uh, but yeah. I played soccer when you were in growing up in high school and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I played when
1: I was younger, younger, younger. But I, I as I got older, I played the more popular sports. In where I grew up, you know, there was no soccer. We didn't have a high school soccer. Yeah. Like now all the, all the teams, all the, they all have it now. So, well, listen, buddy. I know you got to go up there and get some work done, and uh, hopefully we'll take care of business. So you're out there for you got five today. I think we've got mm-hmm. five mounts today. I've got you in a couple, so. We're going to be out there. I'll see you out there in just a minute. But, uh, thanks for coming in. And like I said, we'll get out there on the golf course maybe on Wednesday. Well, thank so, you. Hey, Suze Castanon, st- pleasure for st- pleasure stopping in. Thank you, sir. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. And we're going to take a quick break here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. 1450TheSportsBuzz.com. This is The Big Nasty Show. back to the big show here at, live from churchill downs um we're getting into the la- the latter part of the show we've had some great guests already cool, cool guys all the way around don't you say i mean these guys are it's an inside yeah, looking definitely inside looking church uh, at uh, churchill downs and uh, the trainers and owners and jockeys everything's represented here on the show we had uh, darren rogers in the first first part of the show followed by ron maquette is, I believe, how he said he'd like that pronounced. And then uh, we had Jesus Castanon, which is uh, one of my buddies we play golf with and stuff. But, uh, all great guys. I want to thank them again for, for coming on. Um, it, from the looks of things, the weather is supposed to be miraculous this weekend. Just absolutely perfect. Mid to low 80s, both days, Into the evening, getting cool in the evening, perfect for sleeping. Do you and the lady, do you, do you guys do the uh, open windows thing when it gets nice? or um, If it's not...
2: Too high, yeah.
1: Uh, do you have window uh, 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 ground level windows like I do at my house, which is always a little
2: sketchy? <laughs> like ground
1: level? Like where
2: criminals can, bu- can
1: bust through your screen and get in your house without having to climb?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, we have we have windows on the first floor of our house. Yeah.
1: Ah, but uh, but they're in the that's, backyard. That that's almost even more dangerous if they're on the first floor and you're sleeping upstairs, and that, then you can get snuck up on. But it's true. You just kind of have to roll the dice nowadays, right? Because if they're going to get to you, they're going to get to you.
2: Yeah, any probably, any,
1: yeah. any uh, evil doers they are going to get to you, so so forth. But um, we have to. I have to get to this race card because they first posted at 2:45. I'm going to quickly handicap that, um, and then DJ Yates and I will discuss a few things. We've got some some important news from the station we want to remind you about. We've got the uh, U.S. Open is up and running. We also want to talk a little bit about NBA because they are in the NBA playoffs. Uh, obviously, the the, the championship uh, is underway, and it was an interesting game last night. Uh, it seems to be going back and forth as 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 differently as it can game to game. So it seems to dive in and out of there. So, um, Anyway, I wanted to get to this card today, uh, Friday's racing card. Again, tomorrow night they have five stakes races out here on Stephen Foster Day, and the weather's supposed to be 82 degrees. I mean, are you kidding me? Everybody's going to be dressed in white. Uh, I've already told you I'm going in the, the Don Johnson, like, Miami Vice, white. You know there you go. what I'm saying? There you go. It's a good look. I mean, I, mean and I, I was thinking about doing a little spiking of the hair, doing all that stuff and dressing There's <laughs> Marty McGee. He'll be dressed in all white tomorrow, i bet. <laughs> so, anyway, but to get out here to Churchill Downs, you know, we're running down. We're running out of time. They're going to be done at the end of June here. So they're not going to run into July this year. They're just running to the end of June. So we have this starts the three Saturday night races, this tomorrow, and then we have the next two weeks, different themes, all kinds of good stuff happening. Um, uh, and, uh... I just wanted to get to this card real quick here before we get too far along, so that we can get you your picks before the. I kept it simple in the early races. The first race is a claiming race. It's an eight thousand dollar race. It's six and a half furlongs on the main track, and we have some uh, six horses entered in this one. I'm going to the outside on a price. I'm going to keep it simple. I just went over and got my wager in, just because it's just around the corner. 15 minutes, a little less than 15 minutes at the middle. The horses actually are on their way out to the paddock right now, which is starting to fill up with people. Everybody's dressed really fancy for their Friday night. It's starting to look good out here. Um, I'm taking this horse on the outside, Black Tulip. Uh, he's $15,000. His last two races, he drops in for $8,000. He's in the capable hands of Corey Vanary, and I just have a funny feeling at the price, he might get a little love on him uh in the first race of the cards low level races anybody can win these races. It's a Merry go round one, one will win one race, they'll race against each other in a few weeks and win and then another horse will win. So I'm gonna take a chance on a price under those circumstances on the outside. Black tulip with Cory Lannary up I'm gonna put ten dollars to win on that horse and uh see if you can get a little starting start up coin to get the get the day uh get the day rolling. So and then in the race two uh in race two I actually start a fifty cent pick three for everyone. Race two is a $3,500 claiming race. It's six for a six furlong race. Uh, this is for four-year-olds and upwards. This is another 75 low-level race. Um, I'm going to use the three. Uh, I'm going to use three outside horses. I'm going to use the four, the five, and the seven. Four is High Mystery with the Jesus Castanon, who we just talked to. I always like that angle. There's just something about it when you talk to someone. Uh, then you got to put their money and and back them up. So uh, I'm going to use him. High Mystery, which will be probably your second choice in the race. And then Kitty's Turn, which is which will be the favorite in that race more than likely, with Noberto Arroyo Jr. up on him. Uh, and then I'm also going to use Head Start at a real nice price on the outside. I just think there's nothing wrong with the way that horse is run. Uh, a similar company or a better company. And they drop him in here a little bit, and he could very well fire off and hopefully get this pick three started the right way with a bit of a price. In race three, I'm using a single, which makes things real easy. It's a six furlong race. This is a three. This is for three-year-olds and upward as well. This is a claiming fifty thousand dollar race. I'm going to use just one horse in this one. This is my single. I'm going to use the one horse on the inside. Take it like a man. Do you know how to take it like a man?
2: I don't really know what that means.
1: <laughs> I don't either. I'll feed the fifth. Uh Some people know how to take it like a man. Some people have to take it like a man, but uh that's the inside horse uh This is Joe Rocco junior uh he's up on that one, and he's going to take care of business there and hopefully win with the price in the beginning and then I'm going to use the all button in the third leg of this, which is actually race four, so it's four five seven with one with all um, leading into the uh, fourth race is the turf race, which covers them all. The fourth race actually starts with a middle pick four, which I did the middle pick four and the late pick four here for you. Just two wagers. Both of these are going to be real accessible wagers. They're both going to cost you 30 bucks. So if you're doing your homework, you've got 60 and $12 and 72 and another 10 So $82 is my day's racing adventure. Hopefully something will turn around and get you back in business. But in this middle pick four, which is races four, five, six, and seven, I'm going to start out with a single in the very first race of this on the turf is Starstruck, which is a Larry Jones filly. Larry Jones is incredible with fillies. He's one of the best filly trainers out here. He has Rosie DePravnik up. Both times before, he went a mile and an eighth. He turns her back to a mile, and I just think it's going to fit perfectly for Starstruck. So I'm singling Starstruck in the first race. In the second race, the fifth race, the second leg of this, pick four, I'm going to use the three, four, six, and seven Golden Frontier with Greta Kunzweiler. Uh Maybe so, maybe not. With Rosie Duprovnik to Lady Jackies. We're going to use and on the outside, I'm going to use No Distinction with Robbie Alvarado, and then Ruble with Alan Garcia. So three, four, six, seven in the second leg of this. The third leg is a forty thousand dollar claimer, which I love these kind of races. Six furlongs here. I'm going to use just three of them in this one. The one, the seven and the eight. Our next escapade with Roberto Arroyo Jr. on the inside. And on the outside Noun with Rosie DeProvnik, Steve Asmussen for Steve Asmussen. And then Thomas Drury sends out Northern Barillus for Corey Lannery. I believe these all three of these horses have a real good shot win in this one. Again, one, seven, eight. And then I finish this particular early pick four up with uh, five horses, two, three, seven, five ten so you got four with three four six seven with one eight seven with two three seven five ten it's going to cost you thirty dollars for that particular pick four in the middle leg and they are riders are up are on the track and ready to go to first post at 245 and then later on today i've got one last uh the the late pick four to give you and this will finish this is another thirty thirty dollar wager the single that i'm using in this equation because you know i single in every race you know how beneficial it is to single, don't you, DJ Yates? Yeah. I know. It's, you, you got to do it. If you don't feel strongly about it, then you shouldn't play it. So I'm going to go. Um, my single is going to be in the ninth race of the last part of the sequence. Uh, I'm going to be poolside tonight having a little pool party. My band is actually playing, and we're going to have eats and some libations. Uh, hopefully I don't have too many libations, but if I do, I can just pass out on the couch.
2: There you go. <laughs>
1: so uh, I'm not going to actually be able to watch this late pick five, or pick four, pardon me, but you can play it still and watch it, look at it on the Internet and find out if you have a winning ticket or not. So my uh, single in the sequence is Sister Bay, Charles Lapresti and Brian Hernandez, Jr. This is the two-horse Cistern Bay, Cistern Bay. That's the single in this equation. The first race, which is race eight, is um, the race hate is a maiden uh, $20,000 six furlong race. I'm going to use four of them in this one. I'm going to use one, two, five, nine. Inside horses, uh, the roofer, Hayley Roy. And then on the outside, I'm going to use uh, Stanley Cup. Corey Lannery, uh, the irony is they're playing the Stanley Cup right now or for the Stanley Cup right now, so you got to throw that one in. that's also Greg Foley, which we had on the show two weeks ago. So two weeks ago or three weeks ago now?
2: Um, I when that Yeah, was. I don't know.
1: I tell you, there's just so much going on right now. It's tough to keep track of it all. Tough to keep track. So, And then uh, I'm going to use Jesus Castanon, ironically enough, was just in the talk with us. Um, short story long, he said he likes his horse, so I'm using that one too. So that would be four of them in the first, one in the second. In race 10, I'm going three deep. I'm going to use the one, four, six. I almost want to use this Ron Moquette horse that he was telling us about just because uh, just on principle. So maybe I'll put a little win money on him on the right to vote, just to see if that works out. But the 146 is what I'm using on the pick four ticket in race 10, and then I'm finishing it out, which I like to do with more horses towards the end. I'm finishing out with the 2, 3, 6, 7, 9 in the last race, which is a low level maiden race. I've got the Cash Cow, which is Ron Moquette. one of He's one of the horses I'm using there. Hidden Edge. These low-level maiden races are basically, they're not really that good of horses. They're on the low level. It's you know—it's kind of like the triple, it would be like single-A baseball kind of, you know. Uh, they're not the best of horses, so I like to use more of them just because it's a complete crapshoot as to who's going to uh, take care of business and who's not going to. So, again, let me repeat. This is my late pick four. It's races eight through 11. Hopefully I'll give you a winner. It's uh, You're going to wheel the one, two, five, nine, with two, with one, four, six, with two, three, six, seven, nine. It's going to cost you $30. So that's going to be $82 across the board for my wages today. I think I've got 83 bucks in my pocket. See how I do it? There I'm, you go. i running it to that last dollar. As we talked with Ronnie, he said, uh, you know, maybe some cab fare or something. Um, I don't roll in wheels like you do, but, you know, I get home I get home one way or another. So uh, when we come back from the break, we've got one last break. we got on one last segment. We're going to talk NBA. We're going to talk U.S. Open. We're going to talk college baseball right when we get back from this break here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450TheSportsBuzz.com.
2: Ah, here we are.
1: Churchill Downs back at you. We were just, uh, the first race just went off. Um, La Stupenda. La Stupenda with Sean Bridgman. Just sneaks by Emma Rules, who was on the front end all the way around. They just, they, there's a little bit of bumping, so there might be a little bit of controversy. You know, these jockeys will they'll do whatever it takes to get that job done, you know. So, but it looks like La Stupenda with Sean Bridgman for Brad Cox is going to take... The first here at Churchill Downs, the 245 post, and we're underway with our racing. So, uh, if you listen to me, you're already out of the mix on the first wager. So, but anyway, they got a big weekend out here at Churchill Downs. Like I said, the Stephen Foster handicap is tomorrow. Um, I wanted to, before we got too much further along, I want you to know that this program and some of the others is brought to you by Saints and Saint Matthews. They have a fantastic place. If you want to look for a place to go on Friday or Saturday night, man, just just stop in there. They got a great menu. They got a great happy hour till seven o'clock. Uh, Saints and St. Matthews is on Breckenridge Lane there in St. Matthews. So stop by and, and uh, tell them we sent you. And uh, enjoy your afternoon or evening at St. Pizza and Pub in St. Matthews. So we got a lot of stuff going on this week. Uh, they are underway in the U.S. Open, and Medina. They I don't know no. if you saw this or not. They they literally took. Tons of rain earlier in the week. The, the groundskeeping crew has been on it all week long to try. They were like these. They had those big squeegees, just boatloads of water to get off the course, just to make it playable. Um, yesterday, they got them out late. Yesterday, got them out running, uh, and, and then they couldn't finish up everything yesterday because they ran out of daylight because they had already pushed it back, which they they had commenced to play earlier today. I didn't see uh, any information on that. If they if anyone had to, who had who had got the lead there, but uh, Phil Mickelson was playing real well yesterday. He's still in the lead.
2: He is. Yeah. Still
1: Phil Mickelson up front there, and then Tim uh, Herschel is. Uh, Schwarzel's in there. Schwartzel uh, is in there as well. Yeah, he's at even. They said that uh, they said that one of the normal numbers might win this golf tournament. Like six, seven under could be the winner, as opposed to some of the other tournament events that are like 15 under, 16 under these guys are I mean, these guys are so good if if you ever get a chance to go out to uh, to any of these professional golf tournaments and watch them play one of two things is going to happen you're either going to be envious of all get up of their swings or you're going to be humiliated and not want to ever play golf again because they hit the ball they hit the ball so far and with such ease that it's it's unheard of have you ever witnessed have you ever witnessed I have yes it? it's flawless how they just it's just a smooth swing and we were just talking with Jesus Castanon, who has a pretty smooth swing. The problem with him is he's 115 pounds. So no matter how smooth your swing is, you know the ball's only going to go so far. But you wouldn't believe how far him and Corey Lannery and Brian Hernandez hit the ball. You think, oh, they're not they're not going to be able to compete because they won't be able to hit the ball. They hit the ball as far as I do. Why is that? Because their mechanics are good. Mine are not. <laughs> My mechanics are not good at all. But uh, so let's uh, let's see if the we, Mickelson's we, on in the lead. Uh, Tim Clark, who uh, you haven't heard his name a whole lot, he's an older guy. He shot even, even the 70 today. Um, Jason Day's up there. Uh, Jerry Kelly is, is on the leaderboard today. That's pretty interesting. So um, they're, they, this is still technically round one.
2: I think they finished round one earlier. So okay, round, so round they, two they, is they got, underway. They
1: got caught up, so round two is officially underway. My mistake. They, they actually, like I said, they had finished up last night with uh, the weather got on a late start and then it got dark, so they finished up. Tiger's got a wrist injury now. That is is haunting him. I don't know. Um, did we see where he's at in the mix? He,
2: he is may currently have. even.
1: He may have. Oh wow, interesting. So he may have. You know, I'm sorry. He's,
2: he's plus three. He's even on the day. He's
1: even on the day. He's plus three. Yeah. He he didn't have a very good opening round. Uh, Mickelson. Uh, I don't know if he saw the story or not. Mickelson was actually in California mm-hmm. a few short hours before he teed off. Yeah. And he flew. Uh, he did the overnighter, which he says he does it all the time. He says he does it about a dozen times throughout the month. He flew this overnight flight. Shows up at the golf course in the morning at 530 in the morning, I believe it was, 430 or 530 in the morning. He shows up, literally gets to his hotel, unpacks his stuff, gets into the car and take, goes straight over to the driving range. Yesterday morning, hit around golf balls there. There's, see, they have this interesting aesthetic situation they have at this uh, Medina in Philadelphia. It's, it's built around the city.
2: I think it's Marion, actually.
1: Marion, I'm sorry. I'm, I you, I said, did I say Medina? Yes. I, I told you. I'm, potatoes. I don't know where I'm at nowadays. Anyway, at this golf course... They actually have a driving range, and they have to do a shuttle service to get to the actual course. The same thing with in Pittsburgh. We went to Oakmont, my dad and I, a couple years ago, and it's set up the same way. The golf course is actually split by an, an interstate. It's split by an interstate. You have to shuttle. You have to take the walkway over as as pedestrians and walkers from from the front nine to the back nine. It's separated by this interstate, and to shuttle into this, you would park your car in these big fields and take a shuttle down around these mountainous areas down to it. And from what I can tell, it's similar to that without the mountains, because Pittsburgh's built around a mountain. But they they said it's a 15 to 20 minute a shuttle from the driving range over to your tee time. So He said it was an interesting aesthetic for these guys, because you know you kind of warm up, you get your swing, you get your groove, and you sit on a, on a, on a you know a shuttle bus or where you know they're, mm. they're probably not they're probably in limo with each one of them or however How they do it? But still, you got to ride over here. It takes 15 20 minutes, and by the time you get over the first tee. You're not you're not loosened up again. You know, you gotta get you gotta get loosened. There's no place to do it. So, but they said everybody's got to do it. So, you know, you gotta you just gotta roll with the punches. So, they're gonna be uh, they'll be playing catch up all day today to get everybody in to finish the complete second round, which is on Friday, and then they should be back to normal if I'm not mistaken by Saturday and Sunday, in terms of uh, twosomes on Saturday and Sunday. They do usually golf professional golf will do threesomes on uh, Thursday and Friday. And then they'll half the field for the cut, and then they'll do two uh, two players per per, per group on uh, Saturday and Sunday. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shapes up. The U.S. Open always is is the, the, the ultimate test of your your shot making abilities and your skills, your approach shots. You, you can't miss. Phil Mickelson has been said he, he took the he took the the he's got a driver and a three wood and then like five wedges in his bag. He's got like five wedges, because, and he's used, he said he used all of them yesterday because there's so many different shapes that you have to put to these shots. You could be in a bunker where you have to get it up high and tight. He had a, he had a bunker shot the other day that was a sort of a line drive out of there, and he's just an absolute master with his wedges. So, you know, there's, there's, he said you're only going to hit your driver like maybe two holes on there. Hole five, six, and seven on this, this golf course are brutal. I would get around there, and I would be 7 or 8 over par of those, and that would be I'd be happy with that, a so 5, 6, and 7. These are brutal holes. We're talking about one of them is like 500-some-yard par 4. It's just a
2: pretty long par I 4. I mean,
1: when you have to hit, when you have to hit a 3-iron or a 2-iron into a green, that's a small green, and there's bunkers everywhere around it, and it's banked. I mean, this is the real deal, yep. I man. I think that more so than anything, like I said, I, I believe it's going to be, I think 700 is going to win the tournament. I think 700 par is going to win the golf tournament maybe 600 par, and that's the person that just managed the golf course all the way around, made pars at times that he needed to make pars. That's almost, making par putts is almost more important than making birdies in a situation like this. Have you seen how this shapes out? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's more about managing the golf course than actually trying to score and make birdies. So Anyway, we'll, we'll keep you posted on the, all the other shows we have. Um, right after us, as always, we, uh, is the afternoon drive with Trevor Kelsey and, uh, and Perrin Johnson. And DJ Yates will be. Uh, I don't know. DJ, you over. You, you get to you get to play today. You got to go back over. And...
2: Uh, I'm back. They're going to be at yeah. Otts Tavern. Oh, that's
1: right. there. Yeah, that's what. Uh, gonna... What's when's that go on? Uh, three
2: o'clock.
1: Three o'clock. So yeah. right They're, after us. Yeah. I, apparently that's a remodeled the Otz Tavern. I was
2: out there last week. Oh,
1: you get to go out.
2: Yeah.
1: I know. I I thought I'd have food out here for you on on location. At, uh it, but, yeah, I'm uh, disappointed. We, well, we can get it. It's just uh, we've got so much going on. There's no time. There's no, there's literally no time to eat uh, on the show today. So. Uh, again, the weather's going to be nice all weekend. Let's talk a little bit about this NBA before we wrap wrap things up here. The series got evened up last night, as you saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Heat just teabagged bagged the Spurs last night. They handled business.
2: They just well, handled it. Everything. It wasn't quite as bad as the Spurs, the Spurs' second victory.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like completely back and forth. The first game of the of the series was was lights out. Competitive as all get up. Back yeah. and forth. Everybody thought, wow, we got we got one heck of a series coming our way. And I'm, it's it's been a good series. Don't question me. Don't question that. But there's been two blowouts and two close games. is that pretty much how that how it's shaped up so far? As there was uh, three blowouts and one.
2: has been three three blowouts really. Three, three
1: blowouts and one close game. So we've got the the series is, is all knotted up at two. Um, we had Danny Green. The, uh, last game was lights out from three point land. Not so much this particular game. This game this game was more about the D Wade show, was it not? D Wade yeah. D Wade last night. Yeah,
2: he looked was, like he looked like the old. He, Dwayne Wade.
1: He looked like the Marquette D Wade, or the first couple of seasons in the mm-hmm. NBA D Wade, but he pretty much took the game into his own hands. LeBron James was not particularly uh, uh, in your face in the game yesterday, but D Wade just—it was almost like, like I said about the Heat before, it's almost like they're—they're they're bored. They get bored. It's—it and it's like, okay, let's flip the switch. Same thing with the Spurs. Tony Parker was not particularly strong last night, and uh, he also Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Neither one of them had real big games. Ginobili was was quiet in in the game. Uh, it, it's it, so so we we're to all at, at two now. Let's get your thoughts on this, DJ Yates. Are we still in the same place? The Spurs still with it for you?
2: Yeah, I think so. You, you
1: still think it's Spurs after that ba- that manhandling beatdown they had last night, the Spurs come back?
2: Well, well, but but the game before that they manhandled and beat down the Heat. So it, I, it's. It's interesting how that can even happen. Yeah, you, you can't you can't look at one game and say this is how the rest of it's going to go because it's just not the way it's been so far.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, it's, I I I I got to tell you, I think I just think it's LeBron James' year. He had a down game yesterday a little bit. He wasn't the focus of the game. I think LeBron James they they woke up. I think that LeBron and Wade now will handle the rest of the series. Might be six, might be seven games. Competitiveness is still there, but I think that the heat pulls it out. Uh, that's where I'm at.
2: I don't. know that Dwayne Wade can do that for.
1: He doesn't have to though. Two more games. I think he just Three has to games. be mentally there, and let and let uh, LeBron James sort of guide guide the ship. But you know, you know, I, who knows? I'm. You know how big of an NBA fan I am, so I want to remind you that we have some very interesting news we've talked about a couple of times. We have Jim Rohn joining the the programming. We're going to have. We're going to have Dan Patrick in the morning from 9 to 12. 12 to 3 is going to be Jim Rome. We have the afternoon drive locally, which is coming up next from Otts out here. I don't know where Otts is at. Where is that at? It's in Shively. Shively. Um, we've got our local programming goes from three o'clock until eight o'clock, and it's it's in the cut. We're doing just about everything you can do on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450 The dot com. I'm honored to have the opportunity to be a small part of it. Uh, my day. Uh, stay tuned for more on that next week. We start a whole new programming schedule. It's going to be a great thing for everybody involved. You can tune in any time on 1450 AM. Or you can go to the 1450 AM, 1450SportsBuzz.com, and find all of it and more. Thank you for joining the Big Nasty Show. We'll see you soon.